You know a lot about golf. We are those weekend golf guys here for another weekend. John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith live from the golf cave at Otter Creek. And we promised you special guest in studio for this weekend show. And, and we have one. It's someone who you will all recognize. You don't know her, but you should recognize her. Hello, Diane. <laughs> Hello, John. Sound familiar? If you drive a GM car, you know this woman. OnStar, how can I help you? Of course, she was a little late because she doesn't listen to herself, give herself directions, but, you know. <laughs> and also, I got to tell you, I impressed some business partners of mine out in, in Canada. We had a go-to-meeting meeting, and yes. and you told us that we were all set to go. And I said, I know that woman. And they went, really? That's and me. I so, love telling people where to go. And you do it well. Thank you. You're quite welcome. <laughs> Diane Williamson is our guest, not because she sounds really good, not because you've heard her on various and sundry communication devices and commercials throughout the country. Not because she's pretty as hell. Yeah, I'm I'm a guy. I'm a little shallow. I notice those things. But because two years ago, she picked up a golf club for the very first – well, for the first time to play golf. <laughs> this is this okay. is actually true. Yeah. You, mm. uh, you you have attacked people with them in the past, I understand. But Indeed. So what's the story, Diane? What what behooved you at, at the tender age you are now to <laughs> – to say, hey, there's something brand new I want to try. I had avoided golf my whole life mm-hmm. on purpose. Well, your Be- brother's a pretty good golfer. Yes, he mm-hmm. is. Yeah. yeah, my big brother, Dan. And, and uh, just never was interested in it. It was mm-hmm. just something I knew I'd be bad at. Oh, if you're a Williamson, mm-hmm. you don't want to do anything that you're bad at. Well, there's there's a Easy. quote from from one of my favorite movies mm-hmm. that talks about uh, there's two things that you don't have to to be good at, mm-hmm. to enjoy. enjoy. <laughs> and, and golf is one of them. That's exactly right. So uh, anyway, last year. I'm last assuming year. drinking wine might be the other. <laughs> yes, especially. It's, it's part. <laughs> yes, that's part of it. Uh, but no, last year, I, my uh, my boyfriend, Art, and I, he's, he's a, he likes to play golf. Mm-hmm. And I did a little bit of voice work mm-hmm. for a local golf course here in Louisville, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And they said, okay, you know, what's your rate? And I said, let's just trade this. And I thought, well, this would be something nice for my boyfriend. I'll mm-hmm. let him go over to Quail Chase, and he can mm-hmm. play over there. And uh, so I went with him just to ride along in the cart. Mm-hmm. And he has a spare set of golf clubs, mm-hmm. the, you know, pink. Yeah. So <laughs> they are. They're pink. And uh, I was like, well, okay, they're, they're pink. Which okay. makes them easier for a woman to use. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been a color I liked. But anyway, so I, I decided just to tr- try to see how much of a fool I could actually make of myself. Mm-hmm. And um, the first time I connected with that ball, I was like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Now I know why. Uh-huh. And then the next time I'm cussing like yeah. a sailor because right. I look like an idiot. Yeah. So. Which is exactly why golf is the perfect game for just darn near everybody. No matter who you are, you're going to have both of those feelings pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very humbling game. And I yeah. really, I wanted to quit the first couple of times that I went out there to play. And he finally said to me, Diane, you're, you're being so angry. You're, you're so mad about it. And you're cussing and you're being awful. <laughs> He's like, I don't want to play with you. And you're, you're no fun. Yeah. And, and then it occurred to me that it should be fun. And uh, so it's a very complicated. It's like relationships, I think, you know. Sometimes the more beautiful they are, the more difficult they are, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> we could get into that. So that's my story, and I'm sticking yeah, to it. That's great. It's great. But now you love it. I do. And you play every opportunity you get. Every chance we get. And um, some. And I've actually played with like a friend of mine, a girlfriend of mine. I've, mm-hmm. I've played with other people instead of just art, Whoa. which is really scary mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, they don't love me. 
They, and, uh, they don't have they don't no. have to accept you or forgive you or any <laughs> exactly, of that stuff. Exactly, they yeah. don't. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's 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 a little rattling though to uh-huh. play. We played a scramble um, back in the spring, and I was so nervous because there were other people playing with us that you didn't know that I didn't know. Yes. I was, you know, I felt like I was, you know, playing naked or something. Mm-hmm. It was so embarrassing. Have like, you ever oh, tried that? <laughs> Funny you should mention that. <laughs> hmm. Are there pictures? <laughs> <laughs> that That's the whole crux of what we do. I mean, golf should be fun. Yes. And there are ways to make it more fun. I could be great or, or be shooting well, but you put me in a group with people I don't know, and I, I can't hit a fairway. That's right. You know, you just have to. Kind of ignore it. Realize that they have their own fears, <laughs> that they're just as just as scared playing in front of you as you are playing in front of them. So you say picture them naked, right? You could do that. Okay. Depending on who they are. Oh. Well. Yeah, I was going to say, that really is dependent on who they are. I, I got an awful lot of thoughts in my head right now of what yeah. I don't want. Those old fat guys we've been playing with? No. no not so much. No. Um, no. All I right. No. Nix that. That's the whole thing. This game, for anybody. Whether you're a kid, you're in your 30s, starting a career, you're, you know, 75 and looking for something to do, pick up a golf club and just swing it and try it. Have you used it yet for your business? You know, not yet, but okay. I thought about it um, because I, I our home course is New Albany. Mm-hmm. And um, you're going up the fifth hill or you know, going up on five, there's this big hill. And mm-hmm. we've been walking now. We've decided to, to start walking the oh, courses. Oh, you do it for exercise. Oh, that's yeah. obnoxious. Well, okay. When you were talking about how you make golf fun, mm-hmm. usually for us it involves a cooler, you yeah. know, and, and, yeah. and sometimes we'll, we'll even bring a little music sometimes, and, you know. Sometimes, too. Have a party, yes. Yeah. But, but no, so we thought, okay, because every time I tell someone that I've been playing golf, they're like, oh, my gosh, that's such great exercise. And I'm going, no, not, no, <laughs> yeah, no. Not really. Not the way we do it, no. <laughs> so, so we talked about it. Well, why not? So mm-hmm. we bought a couple of those little push cart things. So we played New Albany, I think, the first time that, we, that I walked the course. He loves doing it. Me, uh-huh. I'm just like, ugh, this, uh-huh. this takes all the fun out of it. I like driving the golf cart. Yeah, yeah. So I get up to the top of the hill on the, on the fifth there at New Albany, and I'm dying because the thing, it's like, I, I, I thought I needed to be a mountain goat to get up that thing. <laughs> and there's a tree, uh-huh. and I need to sit down on some, you know, something just to rest. Right. There's no bench. They need a bench there. So I'm thinking, she said Productions, my uh-huh. little company, uh-huh. should – Buy a bench and say, hey, ladies, have a seat. Because it's down. ladies' tea up there at the top of that hill. Ah, well, there you go. That's what I'm thinking about. Absolutely phenomenal idea. I know. We've got many more good ideas. We're going to talk a lot more about amateur golf. I'm sure you have a few tricky situations that Jeff is here to make your next round so much more better. And we also have uh, Roger Sheaves, who's director of the uh, Amateur Golf Week Amateur Tour down in Nashville, going to talk about amateur golf. And we uh, want you to hang out with us. We will be right back. If you're diabetic, this message could change your life. Is your blood sugar out of control even when you do all the right stuff? Are you afraid of diabetic blindness and the risk of amputation, as well as all those other side effects? Well, you should be. Is there anything that could help manage your blood sugar? Nobetes is a natural supplement that may quickly and dramatically lower your blood sugar. My name is Bob Corder. I've been using Nobetes for about three and a half to four months now. And in the first three months, I've actually lowered my blood sugars from 500s down to 139, and then it dropped to 88 to 90. 
293. Uh, my name is Kirsten. I'm a type 1 diabetic, and while taking diabetes, my blood sugar levels dropped from 295 to 115 in just one day. The FDA hasn't evaluated these statements, and Nobetes isn't intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But for many, it's helped drop their blood sugar. So if you've been evaluated with high blood sugar, don't delay. Evaluate Nobetes now. Call 800-553-0803 and get your free bottle. Just cover shipping and handling. Call 800-553-0803. That's 800-553-0803. Jeff, you've seen me miss... Uh, yeah. Good. Good news is I didn't. I didn't three putt, but one green uh, my last round. But I'm still missing by an inch or two left or right. Man, I I need some help. What do you got? Teach me, buddy. You know, I'll tell you what. The first thing that I do with all my clinics when we're working on putting, I break out the putting stroke teacher every single time. We put this thing on. Their forearms are lined up. Their putter faces lined up in the same place. It's the straightest putt you'll ever hit. It's unbelievable. And then I'll teach you how to aim after that. But you go get it. The Putting Stroke Teacher. <laughs> TPSteacher.com. Go get one. Cheap and effective. I like that. Love it. Cheap yeah. and effective. You're not kidding. This thing is absolutely one of the best things I've ever seen. And it's easy to uh, understand? Absolutely. Strap it onto your putter and go. Don't need Real you simple. standing over me to tell me how to use it. No. No, you don't want me barking at you anyway. Open up the box. TPSteacher.com. Make it work. TPSteacher.com. And welcome back to those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in the studio. Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave at Otter Creek. And, of course, Diane Williamson here with us in studio. (laughs) <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hear you. Yeah. It's okay. I get to look at a golf course. Yeah. You get the pretty girl. Yeah. I understand. It's okay. That's okay. It's all right. Surrounded, Once in a lifetime. You surrounded by it. beauty, both of us, in, in one form or another. Now but anyhow, we, we're talking with Diane, not just because she sounds great on the radio, but because she has started playing golf. And I'm sure, do you have a particular situation that, you get really scared of because you have no idea what to do when you get there. Any one thing that stands out that you really hate to face? The, it used to be my drives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my, lately my irons, uh-huh. I, I can't, I cannot hit that thing. I can't hit any of them at all. Okay. So I've been taking out my three wood mm-hmm. in the fairway and just going boom. But so really, I think if anything, it's, it's being about, if I'm, if I'm right at about 150 yards, Mm-hmm. From the pin, and the bet the only thing I've got going for me mm-hmm. there is my three wood. Okay, you know, and that so there's my second shot. Mm-hmm. I'm in trouble. Okay, and I don't have any. I don't. I don't have a three iron in that pretty little pink bag. Well, of that's golf good because nobody can yeah, hit one anyhow. There you go. So I don't have that. You know, <laughs> see the, we tell you to take it out of the bag and start stirring up the fire. Exactly. <laughs> so I mean, I've tried the five iron. I, the, I cannot. I cannot get my my head around. The five iron. I can hit the seven, the eight, and the nine. The five is when you not do, my friend. When you do the five, do you hit the ground first and chunk it, or do you hit the ball on the top and roll it a few feet? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Depending. Yeah. Sometimes okay. I hit it and it goes. You know, I tow it and it goes over to the you know the other uh-huh. fairway. It's just I, I finally just looked at it and I said, Why can't we be friends? <laughs> I love you. I want to be your friend. All right, Mister Jeff. I I know that without pictures, it's hard to discern. <laughs> but what what kind of suggestion? When you have this five iron in your hand, Diane, do you feel like uh, you're you're swinging at the same pace that you normally would swing at, or do you feel like you're going at it a little softer, or do you feel like you're going at it a little harder? This year, I've been trying to focus on letting the club do the work. 
because I heard that somewhere in a video, probably on your show. Maybe <laughs> yeah, I don't probably. know. Yeah, let the clip. So this, so but, but I'm not kidding. I have not pulled it out of my bag this season. Last year's this is what I was doing last year. So I, this year I was just like, look, I'm just going to give myself a break. So the answer to your question is I don't remember. Uh, okay. I probably was probably swinging it a little too hard and trying too hard and trying to muscle it through. It is one of the first things that I see in in a lot of amateurs because when they don't play a lot of golf, you know, they they have this simple mindset that, you know, the pitching wedge, you swing it easy, and then they think, well, because I'm supposed to be hitting the ball farther with, say, a 7-iron and then farther yet with a 5-iron, that they think that the level of energy that they use to swing it with should be escalating. I always try to caution people. There's only so fast you can really get it to move and get the ball to land in the right spot and have a good strike on it. Because a lot of people go overboard on that real fast. But it makes me curious because you're you're saying that your three wood's a pretty good friend of yours when a five iron is not. So makes me also want to ask you about your ball position. But if you had, haven't used your five iron in a year, I'm not really <laughs> sure you're going to remember what that was. Yeah, I've slept so, since then. So yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I figured. Well, why don't we just go from where it should be? So the next time she's out there, she can pull out the five iron with a modicum of confidence. Oh, I'm I willing to take that, a chance again. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm all Barry Manilow. That. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I would. <laughs> Ready to take a chance anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I would tell you that as you look at your, your longer clubs, and we'll, you know, we'll talk five iron, and if you had a four iron, maybe that one, uh, into your hybrid and into your three wood, you may want to consider having those a little left of center. And, and center, we don't talk about centers between the feet. Because that's kind of a variable. I, I talk about center as it relates to the to the spine and the sternum, navel, you know, running right down the middle of your body. Mm-hmm. And then have it about a ball to the left of that. A lot of people get their best strike on the golf ball with it being a little bit forward of center. That makes it, sense. It just, seem, mm-hmm. it just seems to be that that's where a lot of people make their best swings and their best strikes. And they're not, as John mentioned, hitting on top of the golf ball or hitting the ground too early mm-hmm. uh, before the golf ball. Uh, it always tends to be about that spot. So if you don't have it played in that spot while you're aimed uh, in the direction that you want your ball to go, uh, I would try that before I would try anything else. And it's kind of difficult if you haven't done it in a little while to to give an accurate description of what that is. But I'd start there. I think I see what you're talking about. That makes sense. And I can try that uh, next time I play mm-hmm. if it ever stops raining. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it might eventually. It might. You can, uh, in fact, the whole East Coast has been rainy all this past week. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. So a lot of people are sitting here jonesing really bad going, I'm going to try that next time I go out there too. Yeah. This is after three weeks of drought. Yeah. But, yeah, that, <laughs> mm-hmm. but see, that doesn't make right. sense because alternately I'm either topping it or I'm digging up Idaho, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would, you know, check your ball position, check your, your tempo to make sure that you're not trying to, oh, let's say kill it. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of people will try that. I've warned John against that a few times and, and he's managed to – uh, somewhat stay within the same pace of golf swing throughout most of the clubs in his golf bag. And that's been a big help because he was much more under control. He wouldn't, uh, he, he wouldn't land the club in bad places anymore because mm-hmm. he used to do that frequently. Like now on his foot? Now or... it's significantly better. <laughs> or on, you know, the the so bad places was... the club would land was after I hit a bad shot and threw the club in <laughs> yeah. disgust yeah. is what happened. Yeah. I was behind him at the time of talking to him about that. I was surprised that I wasn't 
in danger (laughs) (laughs) at some of those times. A lot of my friends I play with will tell you that the safest place to be on the golf course with me is between me and the hole. That's (laughs) where you won't get get hit very much. Listen, we've got uh, some questions I want to ask, too, because we we had a situation uh, after our show last Sunday out at the polo fields. We were playing and realized that the greens had just been aerated. So that that opened up a whole new can of worms. So if there's any advice you can give us about that, we'll be taking it when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys powered by Golf Talk America. Don't you move. Do you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Then get on board with the tax admiral and let us steer your way to financial freedom. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. They can freeze your bank accounts, seize your car, home, will garnish your paychecks and benefits. Don't take on the IRS alone. I can fight for you using industry secrets that can help stop the IRS. I'll cut your penalties, slash your interest, and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company with over 30 years' experience helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. And we have a 95% customer satisfaction rating. If you owe thousand dollars or more to the irs are facing an audit a lien or levy then call me right away call 800-329-2708 again that's 800-329-2708 800-329-2708 when our water heater broke down last month it was a nightmare it took five hours for the plumber to show up and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on wash and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-616-4030. That's 1-800-616-4030. Again, 1-800-616-4030. Call now. Hey, Jeff, I got to come to you, man. I need some help out playing golf last weekend. Four of us, at least two of them, outdrove me on a regular occasion. To, you know, to pick up your club head speed, you know, I have found these these training aids that are just the world's best thing I've ever seen. Uh, Super Speed Golf has some training aid sticks, and they've got this beautiful training program that goes with them that you can get online. My clients have picked up a lot of club head speed and a lot of distance in a relatively short period of time. I'm more impressed with this than I am with anything else that I've ever seen on the market to make people swing their club faster. And we all know that's what, you know, one of the big factors in producing distance. That's right. Faster equals longer. That's what I'm looking for, man. Longer right. by being faster. Super speed. What's, what's the website? Where do Super, I go? Superspeedgolf.com. Go to superspeedgolf.com. Pick up some of these sticks. Uh, go through their training program. It is eye-popping how much distance you'll pick up.
Hey, thanks for hanging with us. We're back, those weekend golf guys. John Ashton in studio, Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave at Otter Creek. Diane Williamson, our special guest here in studio. Again, a woman uh, you will recognize, but you don't know. Hello. Yeah, see? Thank I you heard for, that girl. Thank you for calling Macy's. <laughs> Seriously. You have, like... I mean, we'll give you a plug for the, for the business. She said productions, which works much better on paper than it does actually speaking it. <laughs> you have to be very careful when you say it. That's you why I'm a highly do. paid professional. <laughs> Don't try this at home, kids. Yes, you think it's easy? It's like golf. I love people go, oh, you're on the radio. That's easy. Oh, going, yeah. yeah, come try it. Yeah. Come try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> Jeff's the only guy I know that can do both of them well. And he really ticks me off about it, too, let me tell you. Sorry about that. That's all right. Before the break, Jeff, we uh, mentioned that uh, last Sunday after our uh, live show out at the Polo Fields, we went out and we played. Great course. Love it. It's a, it's a shot maker's course. It's kind of short, but a lot of trouble. You know, if you go too long, too too short, too left, too right, you know, hang it up. Sounds like hell. Drop another. Well, yeah. <laughs> Much so prettier you, than you I've heard. Shot, is that it? Just right. Just right. The Goldilocks yeah, the Goldilocks position, shot. man. That's what that's we right. call it, too, because if you're too far in front, you know, you top the ball too far back, you chunk the ball, it's it's the Goldilocks position where the ball should be, and it's it's a very small area where it's just, just right. right. Hmm. But we had uh, not been alerted to the fact, we didn't find out till we got to the first green, that they had recently aerated them. And I guess yep. the, the procedure is you poke a whole lot of little holes and then you pour sand all over it. Yeah. How the heck do you put on that? Um, I'll tell you what. The first thing you do is realize that you're no longer under control of your ball. The second you touch it, whether the surface is smooth or whether the surface is like it is when it's been airified, you can't control it after you touch it. So you got to give up control and you got to go, look, I'm just setting this up as good as I can. I'm going to try to predict what happens as good as I can. And then once it leaves the face, it's either going to bounce because of those holes Mm -hmm. or gather some sand on it, you know, like a little stripe around as it rolls, or it's not. If it's sandy and wet, you're going to see a little stripe of sand on that ball. Right. So just realize that you're interested in the speed and the general line. Go out there thinking, okay, they just airified the greens. That's all right. I'm just going to do what I can, and uh, I'm not going to write down a three-putt. So yeah, that's it. Just it'll be two right. no matter what. But does does Unless the, the first one goes in? This automatic two putt. Does the sand speed the ball up or slow it down? Does does it well, reduce it or if increase? It's if it depends on if it's wet or not. It was dry. It, it you know if it's dry, then it yeah. most likely for most courses will actually speed it up a little bit because it reduces because there's the less friction. Friction, yeah. That's a good question. I, I encountered that just a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. and well, it's not like it mattered that much to me anyway. It's not like I'm making twenty five foot putts, right? But actually, I did that once, and again, back to the addiction. Mm-hmm. Factor of this game. That's right. But yeah, that's good advice. I would have I would have known that if it was wet, but it's almost impossible to putt on that. Yeah, for somebody like me. The intrepid producer Mark was sinking him left and right. But that'd be uh, Mr. Fairway. I'm sorry. I, I know yeah. you call him intrepid producer. I just call him Mr. Fairway because I've never seen him in the rough except to look for your golf balls. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I say that out loud? Are we that's, are we on now? That's it's live. That's two. <laughs> now, right. boys. It's my two for the two. show. Right? Don't make me. <laughs> Don't make me have to separate you. <laughs> but no, Mark, were you hitting it consciously harder or the same and hoping, or or what was your technique? Out there? You know, that's a that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> we, we've talked about this before. It, it's just a, a confidence when you get up on the ball, and some mm-hmm. days you have it, and mm-hmm. and you just feel good, and things are going right. in. And other days, you know, you can't hit anything. Maybe it was but, the Bloody Mary before but, we started. Uh, well, that that may have helped. It couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. Couldn't hurt. Just one. Just one. Just one before you start. 
and then you know maybe uh, a a fermented or or um, a wheat soda. Yeah, a wheat soda <laughs> while you're out there. You no. know, maybe maybe two change, or three. It it depends on change, who's change perspective because you're putting on air fried greens, right? It depends on who's buying. Yeah, you have to you have to give up control, which for some of us is very difficult to do, even in the best of conditions. Yeah, because because you're score bound. Yeah, you know, you're, you're sitting there thinking that everything is score related, and at that point, as soon as you realize you're on air fried greens. It gives you a free pass. Yeah. <laughs> Let yourself then all off of a sudden, hook. you know, it's an automatic two putt in your mind. Next thing you know, you're putting better. Okay. Because you know it's not going to be a three putt. Because you can go, if this doesn't go in, it's not my fault. That's right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> For a change. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to adopt such a mentality when they're not airified? Wouldn't it, though? Wouldn't it? Yes. And on our next show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're bringing in Dr. Kerry Sales. He's going to tell us how to do that. <laughs> he will tell us chapter and verse on how to do that. Exactly. Because a lot of people go, oh, they're airified. I mean, uh, Diane just found out that uh, a, a weekend trip that she was planning has to be canceled because French Lick Golf Courses close down when they airify their greens. They don't want people playing on them. Right. See, and you know, they should just know it didn't matter to me. I'm still happy to go Monday and Tuesday and play over the Pete Dye course. I won't be mad. I'll play on those greens. I don't know why they don't just let me go. I had a spa appointment. Hey, that spa's pretty nice too. You may want to go just for the spa. And you know what? Go for the restaurant there at the uh at the at the the wonderful hotel there, the um the French Lick Hotel, the eighteen sixty five, eighteen seventy five. Oh, 1833, yeah. whatever so, year it was. Uh, you know, yeah, it's an yeah. hour away from my house, and I've never been there. You know, that's, you that's that? a story for a lot of us around here. You know, we were talking <laughs> to one, once now you're an Indiana native, uh-huh. born and bred. Right. That's it. New Albany. Once you get to the point where you you just want to play this game every opportunity you have, the state of Indiana is probably – if you if you take the Carolinas and Florida and California out, it's probably the best state for great golf courses. I would agree. Because uh, I mean, and and great architects too. Because oh, yeah. the the names like like Jeff's course out of Creek is a Robert Trent Jones designed golf course. You've and got with Pete, Reese Jones, yeah, with Pete Reese, Dye. right? And you got Pete Dye, right? And you've got Tom Fazio, and I mean. You know, and Jack Nicholas. Yeah, Jack Nicholas. Hey, run. don't forget Fuzzy Zeller, hometown Fuzzy, hero Fuzzy's from New got, Albany, Indiana. That's it. Fuzzy's, Fuzzy's got a couple of them. Right? Fuzzy's got a couple. Right up the street from my house. But then again, the course that we broadcast from two weekends ago uh, here in town was uh, Valley View Golf Course yes. in New Albany, which is where Fuzzy Zeller grew up and learned how to play golf. That's right. So I mean, they just redid that one, they, too. and they it's did beautiful. by one of Pete Dye's assistants came in and, yeah. and redesigned the the greens and and redesigned some of the fairways, and it's absolutely gorgeous. It's but gorgeous then, up there. You know, you go to French Lick and you've got mm-hmm. those two courses. I mean, they played the the nineteen what twenty seven U.S. Open at the Donald Ross Course at French Lick, Indiana. You know, I mean, come on, they're all over the place, and you don't even have to go. You know. More than an hour north or an hour west to, to hit them all. That's right. Um, it's it's just a hotbed. So I mean, you're in the you're in the right place. So uh, I just wanted to point that out. Thank you. I'll give myself directions to get there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to her. She knows whereof she speaks. <laughs> all right. We can get the the technology of that. It confuses me. How do you know where I, I am? How do you so know where I'm, I'm going? I have, one, I have one question that I'm sure that everybody's asked you. Um, do you take um, navigation instructions from your from from a woman in the car? Because it's you. <laughs> well, it's 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 funny that you that you ask that. Um, 
I do have actually OnStar in my vehicle, and um, but I I was too cheap to activate it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so sorry. So apparently that was not negotiated at well, the time. You know, I you I don't a, I only do trade for golf. Okay, you need a better agent. Uh, is what you need. So yeah, so no Siri was giving me directions to the radio station today, and, and uh, she screwed up. Pretty half bad. the time Siri doesn't know where she is, let alone where you are. Indeed, we do know where we are, and we know that we've got more to do, and we will be coming back. We encourage you to hang out with us here with those weekend golf guys, powered by Golf Talk America. Don't you move. Jeff, you've seen me miss. Uh, yeah. Good good news is I didn't I didn't three putt but one green on my last round, but I'm still missing by an inch or two left or right. Man, I I need some help. What do you got? Teach me, buddy. You know, I'll tell you what. The first thing that I do with all my clinics when we're working on putting, I break out the putting stroke teacher every single time. We put this thing on. Their forearms are lined up. Their putter faces lined up in the same place. It's the straightest putt you'll ever hit. It's unbelievable. And then I'll teach you how to aim after that. But you go get it. The putting stroke teacher. <laughs> TPSteacher.com. Go get one. Cheap and effective. I like that. Love it. Cheap yeah. and effective. You're not kidding. This thing is absolutely one of the best things I've ever seen. And it's easy to uh, understand? Absolutely. Strap it onto your putter and go. Don't need Real you simple. standing over me to tell me how to use it. No. No, you don't want me barking at you anyway. Open Just up the it. box. TPSteacher.com. Make it work. TPSteacher.com. Do you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Then get on board with the tax admiral and let us steer your way to financial freedom. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. They can freeze your bank accounts, seize your car, home, will garnish your paychecks and benefits. Don't take on the IRS alone. I can fight for you using industry secrets that can help stop the IRS. I'll cut your penalties, slash your interest, and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company with over 30 years experience helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. And we have a 95% customer satisfaction rating. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS are facing an audit, a lien, or levy, then call me right away. Call 800-329-2708. Again, that's 800-329-2708. 800-329-2708. Hi, this is Morgan Freeman. Has anyone ever said you are the picture of health? You look healthy, you feel fine, but that may not be the full picture. Colorectal cancer is the second leading cancer killer of men and women over 50. Since it doesn't always cause symptoms, you may not know you have it. The only way to know is by getting screened. Screening can find precancerous polyps, so they can be removed before they turn into cancer. This is one cancer you can prevent. Plus, screening can find colorectal cancer at an early stage when the chance for a full recovery is very high. Talk with your doctor and get tested for colorectal cancer. Medicare and many insurance plans help pay for screening. Get screened. Make sure you are the picture of health. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. 
And welcome back, those weekend golf guys, John Ashton in studio, along with our special guest for the day, Diane Williamson from the Golf Cave at Otter Creek, Mr. Jeff Smith, and online with us, direct from Nashville, Tennessee, Roger Sheaves, who's a director of the Golf Week Amateur Tour. Roger, how you doing, man? Thanks for spending some time with us here on those weekend golf guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you. Listen, we uh, we talk to and about the amateur golfer all the time, which is a subject I know is near and dear to your heart, too. First question, I guess, for everybody listening is how good do you have to be to join the Golf Week Amateur Tour and not make a complete fool of yourself? <laughs> uh, you don't have to be good at all. Uh, we have had all kinds and all ages, uh, men, women. Um, I've got a young man that started with me at age 12, and he started in my D flight, which is uh, 19 handicappers plus, and now he's all the way up to the B flight and uh, shooting in the mid-80s. So it's been really great to see him progress. Um, and a lot of guys, you know, go from, you know, the C flight uh, all the way up to my champ flight. And one of those guys this past weekend um, shot his best tournament round ever of a 69. So Ooh. it's great to see people progress uh, throughout the amateur ranks. My 69, and that was for all 18, right? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I mean, I shot a 69, but I stop after 13. So No, 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 John, it was 12. It was 12. Oh, okay. You teed off on 13, and the rains came, okay? Remember that? That's right. That's right. It was great. This is the first time I've after walked off a golf course after shooting a 69. We don't have to tell anybody we didn't finish. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I just let the cat out of the bag? No, that's okay. Everybody knows I stink at this game. You know, I, I, I do not pretend. Every once in a while, I have a stellar moment. I don't, I don't know. Do you, do you find that people, even people who are kind of good when they play with their buddies and stuff, get, get a little anxious or nervous and go, mm, Roger, I'm not really sure I'm up for that. Kind of scares me, the whole thought of it. You know, there's a, a couple running jokes with a few of my buddies. They'll call me and, and say, hey, Rog, I just want you to know I'm coming for you this weekend. I went out and played a practice round and, and shot, you know, 74. And I said, well... I bet you you won't break 80 when you come out to my tournament. And sure enough, uh, they go out there and shoot an 85. And, you know, the whole reason that I got involved with the golf tour, I, I joined as a member eight years ago uh, or nine years ago because I, I found myself really nervous on, on playing in any type of structured event whatsoever. And was a single-digit handicap and wanted to play in some of the Tennessee Golf Association events. And just, I mean, literally my knees were knocking on the first hole and I said, you know, i got to find an outlet to, to get these nerves out of the way. And so I found the Golf Week Tour. It wasn't the Golf Week Tour back then, but um, six months later after joining it, uh, me and two other gentlemen became partners and, and bought out the Nashville Tour, and we've been doing it for eight years since. And we've grown from 30 members to 185, and we put on 13 t tournaments a year now from March to October. And just to see the amateur golfer, to give them something better than scrambled tournaments that they get invited with with work and things like that this is usga with a, a few modifications and it's all handicap based so it's fair and it's equal and, and it gives really good competition for people that really want to get better at golf you know you say the d flight handicaps of 19 plus what, what kind of score wins on the average um i think this weekend the score was uh, 95 97 i believe was what took home the title for our two-day event this weekend mm -hmm. so it's not like you have to go out and shoot lights out one of our ladies uh there this weekend she shot 106 the first day and then came back and shot 96 the second day and you know, just the look on her face and, and the pride she had for, 
improving your score by 10 strokes was just, you know, really great to see. You know, and you've been playing for two years now. You could do that, right? This is my second season, John. And my, so far, I think the first time when I, when I, the very first time I played, mm-hmm. I think I was at like 130. The first time I picked up clubs. Okay. Uh, my best score so far uh-huh. has been I shot a 96. There you go. Oh, and good for you. we're 12 months into this thing. Yeah. That's phenomenal. See, it's, an, it's such an easy game. And then, the, and then the game after that, I think I shot 150. <laughs> yeah, probably. You know, that's not what we're talking about. And it's, it's addictive. That, see, it's, it's those lower scores or it's those special shots. It's, mm-hmm. it, that's, what, that's what got me addicted. Mm-hmm. The first few times I played, yeah. you know, it's frustrating and it can be demoralizing. Yes, even. it can. It's but, that last shot on 18 where you hit that beautiful iron shot right onto the green and go, if I just did this more often, I could do that all the time. Yeah, can I string three of those together? Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. How much does it cost to get, it, uh, to get involved in the tour? Oh, it's uh, very inexpensive for us. And, there's, and actually, you know, there's 52 tours around the country. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually one right there in your neck of the woods in Louisville run mm-hmm. by Casey Dickinson. Yeah. Yep. Um, but our fee to join is uh, each year is anywhere from eighty five to one hundred dollars, and then each tournament ranges from eighty five to one hundred and thirty for a single day event, and then two day events can be one hundred and fifty to two hundred and twenty. The great thing is about us, and this is really what I love about the amateur tour, is once you join, you know, for example, my tour, you can go play any other tour in the country. A lot of times, what we'll do. We'll take eight of us. Like next year, um, we're going to be playing two of the courses up at uh, Kohler at Whistling Straits, mm-hmm. and we're going to go make a five-day trip out of it and have a golf week two-day event rolled into there. So we get the competition, but we also um, get to be with our buddies and, and play some serious golf on a, on a nice little trip. So um, this year we did uh, the ocean course at Kiowa Island. You know, the golf course won uh, with 30-mile-an-hour wind <laughs> in your face for <laughs> 11 straight holes, but... Hey, it, it was one of the most beautiful golf courses in the world, and, and we got to play with our friends and play in competition. Yeah, but, Jeff. you know, you could have turned around and played the other eight coming back in, and it wouldn't have been straight <laughs> into your face and been behind you. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that. Um, it, it, and that course is set up just like that. Even though it's one of the most beautiful, it's also one of the most difficult. I've, I've never played a golf course where I lined up to hit my tee shot 30 yards left of a fairway bunker, and it ended up 50 yards right into the lake. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a guy who hits a high ball on a wrong golf course. That's, right. that's what that is right there. Was, uh, I don't have those golf shots. <laughs> I'm looking at your schedule, and you're every place. You're, I mean, we you're, are. you're playing some really great places all over the country. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, our year-end championship, I'm so excited. I'm leaving on October 10th. Uh, we go to Hilton Head every year. This is my eighth year going. Our national championship is a three-day event, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And last year, we had 920 golfers. In November, we have our senior tour, uh, which is for those guys and gals over age 50. And that's also in Hilton Head this year. Which, uh, which courses are you playing? I can't scroll down fast enough to see that. Uh, the ones uh, on the schedule this year, you've got Robert Trent Jones. Uh, the courses I'm playing are Hampton Hall, which is actually in Bluffton. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Arthur Hills, uh, Robert Cup, which, you know, I'm not a real big have... fan of Robert Cup. He's really not a nice golf architect. But uh, <laughs> You know what? You're going to be even less a fan when you play that one. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. Um, Oyster Reef is on there. Um, last year... I had my, or two years ago, I had my best ever tournament round uh, at the Ocean Course uh, on Sea Pines, 
and shot even par. And, uh, you know, it's funny, we, we've been talking a lot about shot making and stuff like that and getting ready for Hilton Head. Because, you know, those courses are so much different than they are here in the Midwest. And I, I was telling somebody, I only hit driver twice at the ocean course and shot even par. And it just shows you, you don't have to be long. You don't have to, you have to be accurate sometimes and know when and how to play a course versus just see how far I can hit the ball. Hit it where you know you can hit it or hit it to where you know your second shot you can handle. And I told one of my guys this weekend, he was one of my D fighters. He was really nervous. And I said, you know, I've watched you go to the range and you'll sit there and you'll pound balls and pound balls and pound balls and go through a large bucket of a hundred balls. And then you'll go over and putt for three minutes. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to see you reverse that mm-hmm. and go, go putt for 30 minutes and, and hit balls for 10 or 15 because your swing is your swing where you make up the difference is is on the putting green in the short game. At least that's where I do. Right. And I said, you know, you really need to get into that mentality of 30 putts or less per round. You know, make that a, a goal for you each round. And he said it really helped him, and he went over the second day and, and practiced. I saw him. He practiced for 20 minutes putting, and he came back the next day. First day he shot 98. Second day he came back and shot 88 and was really happy with that score. So that's two people he's mentioned that took 10 points. 10 strokes yeah, 10 strokes off. off there. Yeah. yeah, that's... Yeah. I want to come play with you guys. <laughs> uh-huh. It's an open invitation, yeah. trust me. <laughs> open invitation, that's exactly right. Roger Sheaves, director of Golf Week Amateur Tour in Nashville. And again, you join one and you can play in them all, right? So if someone were to be a member of uh, uh, Casey's Tour up here, then uh, they could they could enter some of your tournaments, no problem? Absolutely, and, and a lot of guys do that. And, you know, we allow you to miss tournaments on our tour and then make up tournaments on other tours so that you don't lose your points because there is a qualifier system to be able to go to Hilton Head. Mm-hmm. Um, the top 10 in each flight in points um, get to go to Hilton Head, and you have to play in a minimum of, of five or six events. I can't remember. Okay. Uh, but there is a qualifier to be able to go. So a lot of guys that join late in the season – they have the ability to make up some of those events by going to other venues. Like gotcha. We do get on a lot of private courses as well. And i got to be honest with you, a lot of folks really use our golf tour as their country club. They get to play courses that they don't normally play. All of my best friends have come off this golf tour, people that I do business with. The camaraderie really, really comes out off the golf tour a lot. Yeah, which is another reason to play the game to begin with. But i got to just say, I thought the only qualification to get on to Hilton Head was you had to show your financial statement at Buford. You know? <laughs> but uh, Roger Shee's from the uh, Golf Week Amateur Tour in Nashville. Man, appreciate your time. Great to meet you, man. And uh, we'll uh, we'll keep in touch and see how things are going in the world of amateur golf as, uh, as next season starts and progresses. Appreciate it, man. All right, we've got a lot more coming up. We, we really encourage you to... It'll be worth it. Trust me. Do you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Then get on board with the tax admiral and let us steer your way to financial freedom. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. They can freeze your bank accounts, seize your car, home, will garnish your paychecks and benefits. Don't take on the IRS alone. I can fight for you using industry secrets that can help stop the IRS. I'll cut your penalties, slash your interest, and reduce your overall tax bill sometimes. I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company with over 30 years experience helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. And we have a 95% customer satisfaction rating. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS, are facing an audit, a lien, or levy, then call me right away. Call 800-329-2708. 
Again, that's 800-329-2708. 800-329-2708. If you're diabetic, this message could change your life. Is your blood sugar out of control even when you do all the right stuff? Are you afraid of diabetic blindness and the risk of amputation, as well as all those other side effects? Well, you should be. Is there anything that could help manage your blood sugar? Nobetes is a natural supplement that may quickly and dramatically lower your blood sugar. My name is Bob Corder. I've been using Nobetes for about three and a half to four months now. And in the first three months, I've actually lowered my blood sugars from 500s down to 139, and then it dropped to 88 to 93. My name is Kirsten. I'm a type 1 diabetic. And while taking Nobetes, my blood sugar levels dropped from 295 to 115 in just one day. The FDA hasn't evaluated these statements, and Nobetes isn't intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But for many, it's helped drop their blood sugar. So if you've been evaluated with high blood sugar, don't delay. Evaluate Nobetes now. Call 800-553-0803 and get your free bottle. Just cover shipping and handling. Call 800-553-0803. That's 800-553-0803. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us. If you want Viagra at the lowest prices, never pay $15 of pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 800-554-4183 today and save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-554-4183 to take your call now. Call 800-554-4183. That's 800-554-4183. Again, 800-554-4183. And welcome back once again, those weekend golf guys. We're still here. Glad you're still there. John Ashton in studio along with Diane Williamson, a newly created amateur golfer. <laughs> newly uh, welcomed to the uh, to the fold and and very much addicted. And there is no cure. Oh my gosh. So, and Jeff Smith who's like a pusher. Hey, come over here. First lesson's free. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> That's right. Get them hooked and there you go. Mm. Listen, there, there's a, a kind of a touchy subject that we, uh, we should address here, much to Diane's consternation. Diane has never had a lesson. No. Uh-oh. No. Diane's exposure and technique has been um, suggested to her by her significant other. Ouch! And I'm you sorry. have, and I'm you sorry, have. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm. I've not been involved in the situation, but I will apologize. And you have railed against that as just being a bad idea, not on a specific situation, but generically speaking. Yeah. Don't Golf take is such advice. A frustrating game. Yeah. Don't take advice mm. from your spouse at all, or or significant other. It is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, coming from someone who has relationships and likes those relationships to put it in the context of someone's going to be telling you to do something that's a frustrating experience to begin with and then giving you advice on how to do it, that is a really fast way to ruin the rest of the relationship. I've taught uh, family members. Uh, It's been very difficult. Uh, I've taught uh, nieces, nephews. I've taught all three of my children. 
it is certainly one of the most difficult things that I've ever done is to try to separate the rest of the relationship to the golf instruction part. I guess you were real lucky that your wife was better than you when you met her, huh? (laughs) Yes, actually. uh, My wife played uh, college golf when I was just beginning to play. She was a real player, not just an average run-of-the-mill girl who played golf. Uh, She was a a Big Ten uh, collegiate player, academic All-American, a couple years in a row uh, for Indiana University, and she could flat-out play headed for the LPGA Tour, but she really didn't want to go do that because you don't know when your next paycheck's coming and you really don't know how much it's going to be when it shows up. Mm -hmm. She wanted something a lot more stable, so she didn't do that. But yes, when I started to learn, uh, she actually started to teach me a little bit, and then she sent me to some of uh, other people because it was a tough deal. Yeah, because she liked you. And knew that in order to let that relationship blossom, she needed to get out the picture quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, it, it quickly consumed the conversation in the car mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and back at home and everywhere else. Well, even with Jeff and I, Jeff was was uh, working with us here for about eight months to a year before we ever got the opportunity to play golf together. And we were playing golf in a scramble, you know, very low pressure, fun type you know, deal. And I was having some problems and it was the 14th hole before I finally just turned around and said, Jeff, what the hell am I doing? And Jeff's reaction was, thank you for asking. Right. Cause he knew what yeah. I'd been doing wrong since hole number one, <laughs> oh, yeah. but he wasn't yeah. going to say anything right. until no. I was ready to accept and, and ask for the advice. It's a tricky situation that if you've got a relationship with someone and, and in my situation, I wouldn't be playing golf if it were not for art. Right. Because he introduced me to the game, mm-hmm. okay? So now, so there's that. Right. And, and you know, I know what you're talking about. You, there have been a couple of times where he's like, do this, and he wants to show me he's trying to be helpful, mm-hmm. and I'm just looking at him going, leave me alone. <laughs> you know, like the voice of Satan comes out of me. Right. And poor guy, yeah. God bless him, he's, he is, he is a saint, mm-hmm. because he's like, okay, yeah. okay, back off. He backs away slowly. So, I'm going but, over here know, and look for some balls. Yeah. But the and, person's introducing you to the game. Learned something too, hasn't he? Yes. <laughs> well, the, voice of, the perfect voice of Onstar has now changed into Lucifer. Yes. Yes. Beelzebub speaks. So you know, uh, but but you're introduced to the game by somebody that's been playing it, and he's been playing it, you know, off and on for years. Mm-hmm. And um, certainly, there are things there are things that I can learn from him, and I have sure. learned from him. Sure. But I really think that what you say is true. Um, because it's a frustrating situation to be in in the beginning, right? And and in, with me, I felt I felt like such an idiot. I felt like I looked ridiculous, mm-hmm. and I was frustrated, you know. And I was and, mad at myself. And if I don't play as well as him, he won't like me as much. No, I don't me. think that. Oh, no, okay. No, he's crazy about me. Oh, that's <laughs> <laughs> off the golf course. There's no ego problem with this woman <laughs> at all. So, but maybe maybe you should take a dual lesson. That's what we were thinking about doing. Mm-hmm. Actually, we'd like to set that up. So. Both of you Boy. drive up to Otter Creek. You know, I'll we tell can do you that. what, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's not a bad idea if you come to me, but you have to go to an experienced teacher. Mm-hmm. If you go to a, a young teacher new to teaching, not just age-wise, but young as in young as an instructor, they will not be able to handle two people that will be shockingly different simultaneously at, at the same time. Yeah. So simultaneously. You're, but you're our guy, right? Yeah, he's okay, there. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Done. Yeah. yeah. What, he's, <laughs> what, what he was doing is not – 
See, he, he does these anti-promotional announcements, you know. <laughs> he wasn't saying that I'm the best choice for you. He's just telling you who not to go to. Gotcha. And when you start eliminating <laughs> everybody else, you go, well, wait a minute. I, I guess Jeff would be the guy. So there you go. But, Sounds but, like Yeah, you're going to have to handle, you know, have to have somebody in front of you because this, I'm talking to Diane, but I'm also talking to everybody else that's of listening to was. us. Hopefully that's more than like six people. Yeah, but anyway. <laughs> um, Last count, it was nine and a half. That's great. <laughs> Somebody like half asleep on us or something? That's right. <laughs> they tuned the in late. <laughs> okay. But what I'm saying is, is that you've got to go with someone who can quickly identify what one person needs and that that will be different than what this other person needs. Because unfortunately what happens when they go to, to teachers that don't have an awful lot of experience is that teacher will only really be able to spot one thing and then they'll start working on both people with the same thing mm-hmm. and it might not apply right. to one or even either of them at the time. So when I have people come to me, the first thing I tell them is, okay, you're two individual people at two different levels of skill, two different levels of coordination, two different physical bodies, and I will look at you as individuals, and then six feet over here, I'll step over and look at that person as an individual. So when you hear me say something to the other person, please do not try to make that apply to you. Hmm. Yeah, that's why a lot of of people try to cheat, and they'll just – like they'll they'll see a lesson going on at the practice seat of golf course, and they'll they'll just go over and, you know, get a bucket of balls and just go over like – you know they're practicing but they're eavesdropping basically yeah Hmm. that's okay because i like talking to those Hmm. people in the golf lesson what i'll do is you know when the person in front of me is hitting some golf balls and they're getting things straightened out i don't need to be saying something to my student every moment but what i'll do is i'll step over and i'll say hey at some point if you would like me to help you with what i see going on in your game Mm -hmm. uh, and how you're going about it i'll be happy to help and then i just go right back over (laughs) because then all of a sudden they stop listening because they realized Hey, look, my thing's different than their thing. Yeah, right. and and he knows I'm listening. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. And just one more, one more little topic that I'm sure you have found is that I'm sure you've learned more about art by playing golf with him than you did in a whole series of dates with him. You know, I was just about to say that, John. What I like about um, doing this now, mm-hmm. and it, it's a great relationship builder. It really can be, I mean, not just in. You know, with my relationship with art, but, you know, I've got a girlfriend, go play with her mm-hmm. or as couples. I like the culture of it. I mm-hmm. like the experience of it. Um, you know, it's it can be a whole lot of fun now that I've stopped cussing when I would <laughs> miss the ball. I'm a lot more fun to play golf with. At now. least it's, you've stopped doing it out loud. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Instead, now it's funny. I, I learned a thing. I went and played a golf scramble with my best friend um, a few weeks ago, and we played with a gentleman. And when he when he would. Very rarely would he do it, but he'd hit a bad shot. And he would mm-hmm. go, hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's, I'm going to do that. I'm going to go, Now, I have been counseled by Jeff to, to not do that, to let right. it out, get yeah, rid of it. Just, <laughs> I mean, just right there. It. You did it, you know, scream whatever obscenities you want to. <laughs> well, I, and I don't and say scream. No, okay, just really yeah, about just, getting it out, but that doesn't mean that everybody else has to hear well, it. Oh, that's true. But, you know. <laughs> Say what you need to say your inside in, voice, in whatever terms you need to use. Yeah, because the and people then, that hold it in just explode. Yeah, later. then you have vented, and <laughs> yeah. you're ready to move on to the next shot. And the other so, thing I learned from Jeff, too, just excuse me one second, just yeah. want to tell you that even when you hit a bad shot, one time playing with, with Jeff, I hit a bad shot. One time. <laughs> oh, I'm <laughs> sure one. that's only once. And, and, you know, I was a little bit upset, and Jeff just looked and said, John, is it closer to the green than it was when you swung? 
I said, yes. He said, fine, let's move on. You've made it. You, you've, you've progressed. Let's go to the next one now and figure out what to do. Exactly. You know? And it's he all looked about at me it. for a moment like I had two heads. Went, <laughs> no, it's forward I progress. So. I mean, yeah, here's, my, here's my goal. If I can hit it farther than I can throw it, mm-hmm. I'm good. There you go. <laughs> I'm all right. Yeah. Words to live by, Diane. It's great to see you again. Thank you for spending some time with us, and good luck with the game. And again, Otter Creek's just up the road from you, so go on up there and, uh, and talk to Jeff, and I'm sure he'd... Uh, You'll you'll be shooting in the eighties. <laughs> Thanks, guys. In just a few moments. All right, check us out thoseweekendgolfguys.com. dot com. Go download the free app. Uh, you can get it from the iTunes Store. You can get it from the uh, Google Play Market. We it's free. Listen to us on your own schedule, not ours. Follow us on Facebook, please, because we love to see those numbers go up. It's uh, facebook.com dot com slash golfguys. Or you could follow us on Twitter. We are at WKND Golf Guys, and we're playing around with some other stuff, but we don't know how it works. So as soon as we learn that, we'll get it all out there. Next weekend, same place, same time, we will be here. Thanks for listening. Go play some golf. Bye. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.